One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. It's TV movie night. TV TV movie, movie TV night. TV movie night. We're back. TV. We're back. TV movie night. TV. Uh, TV movie night. Tuberculosis movie night. TV movie night. TB movie night. TB movie night. Yeah. Tuberculosis. TB movie. TB movie. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And you are listening to TV Movie Night. It's been a long hiatus. A long day to reach this night, but here we are. The night the night is young, as they say. The, the night train. Night train to to, to to listening pleasures. That's right. Oh my gosh, so many pressure pleasures. Yes. And pressures. Ex- exquisite pleasures of the years. Mark, how have you been? I've been wonderful, Andrew. I've been very busy. That's that's why it's been hard for us to get together and yell about movies. How busy are you? I'm so busy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> get ready to laugh, everybody. Uh, the bees have been telling me, why don't you slow down, buddy? <coughs> okay, I got I got a couple of other ones. I I see you flipping through yeah, notes here. This, uh, all right, so this one just says hot air in Washington. Oh, no, I don't yeah, know. I don't think that. No, no, that no. Might no. Not, I, that might be for something else. Okay. Um, all right, well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Okay, I, but I, I, I've got others. Okay, well, just pepper them through the show. Sure. Well, I don't yeah. want to front load this thing and then people get disappointed after the five minute mark. Right. Well, that's good to hear. What have you what What have you been up to? You've been so busy. I can't. So I can't busy. schedule. I've been sitting here in front of an empty microphone for like a year and a half, just waiting getting, for you to show up. Yeah, getting texts from me every thirty minutes saying, "Oh, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. It's, uh, finding parking. It's. Uh, I'm circling around. Like, uh, uh, is the door locked? Did you move? Did you move? Oh, I can't find a spot. Gonna go home. I'm just gonna. I. You know, I don't want to deal with. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. If I have to walk more than a block, I, this, it's probably not worth is it. Is this all permit? No? Well, it looks like permit. All right, I'm, I'm going to go. <laughs> is it is say Thursday? It says street sweeping on Thursday. It's Tuesday. Well, I don't want to okay. chance it. Well, they both start with T's, you know. That's Well, that's smart on your part, Mark. Well, I'm glad to see that you've been so busy, mm-hmm. but not busy enough to watch a wonderful movie with your old pal, Andrew. Yes, and talk about it. Which is what we're going to do today. They're in, <laughs> as we all know. Yes, I've been busy too, Mark. Thanks for asking. That's great to hear. So today oh, we watched. I just want to just rip every a great bolt out of this place. ABC series, no, no, I think. No, no, you got it all wrong. TNT. <laughs> it's all wrong. Oh, it's all wrong. I think it was CMT. That's right. It I was it was on country music television. It was on after television movie Nashville reruns. No, they they like picked that show up. That was an original. Oh, it was That's on right. after Nashville. That's right. Tune in for the first time. Well, if you in haven't 3D. seen if you haven't seen it, <laughs> it's new to it's you. New to you. Yeah. What do you think about the year nineteen ninety seven? Ninety seven was a great year for America. Clinton in the White House. Has he shaken off the Lewinsky scandal? I think it's just heating up. It's heating up. Okay. Uh, Sworn in as the second. He gets his term. The second term term. starts in 1997. Yeah. 
So, you know, we got that to look forward to. So, the re- four more years. That's what I always say. Madeleine Albright becomes the first female Secretary of State of the United States. Good for her. And then, uh, you know, we got a bunch of other stuff. How old were you in 1997, Mark? What do you remember about 1997? Hold on. I'll wait. I was 11. 11. Um, Great year. I was uh, breaking out of my sugary cereal phase and entering into my adult cereal phase. Uh, Basic Four was generally my jam. Blueberry Morning. Do you remember that one? I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't remember these cereals? Is this drug stuff? No. Are you doing drug stuff at 11? Yeah, I got uh, some WMDs, <laughs> some, some basic four uh, morning over here. Yeah, whatever you want, whatever you need, red, baby. Red caps, flippers, poppers, zimzams. Uh, as I recall, this was also a period in time where I was starting to watch more and more movies. Yeah, and less and less TV shows, less and less Nickelodeon, more and more movies was my basic jam. So what was your, what was the big movie on rotation at 11 years old? Probably Tombstone, starring Kurt Russell mm-hmm. and Val Kilmer. And Val Kilmer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, possibly also Batman Forever, starring Val Kilmer. Yeah, and Seal. And then probably also Willow, starring Val Kilmer. I think I liked Val Just Kilmer. Just a big Val Kilmer guy. Yeah. Uh, at 11, I put all my chips yeah, on the Yeah, you're Kilmer. like, this guy's going, he's going to be around yeah. a while. He's going to be, He's going to keep that body. This is, yeah, this is a name to consider and to remember. Right. Uh, I was uh, 97, would have been 13. No, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, that's about right. Sure. Sure, why not? Why not? You yeah. know, let's get nuts. I don't remember anything about 1997. Oh. It's very sporadic. You know. It's like it all gels together. It's probably something dumb. I was probably into something stupid, you know, like, like podcasts, like dumb kids, dumb kid stuff where yeah. you're just like just a bunch of horse shit and bullshit that you're like as a kid. You're like, oh, this is it. This is my life. Those toys that were sharks that were like, yeah, street sharks that but they were like hand puppets also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The hand puppet street sharks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We and, you're, that. and you're like, yeah, this this is what. This I'm is like, what I'm going to be into when I'm an adult. That's right. I called up my my uh, investment banker, and right. I'm like, put, put it, it all in to Street Sharks hand puppets. <laughs> I just 100% big yield on this thing. I, I right. And he's like, are you, and I'm like, no, I got a tip. I got a tip. I'm here. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I'm ahead of the trend here. And he's like, all right. Okay. And he calls up his, he calls up uh, the stock market, and he's like, street shark shark industries (laughs) we cut to the new york stock exchange just hundreds of guys (laughs) bye there's a run (laughs) no 97 also big year in terms of worldwide politics diana princess of wales passes away passes in a car accident so do you remember any of that yes I remember constant news coverage. I remember Elton John singing Candle in the Wind. Candle in the Wind. And then The Bitch is Back. It's like a weird B-side. turn on that. (laughs) It was like part of a... It was part of a... A medley. uh, Yeah. He like started doing it and people got really excited about it. And then he just immediately turned. And he also was down... He was just like Donald Duck at the time. Yeah, he was in the Donald Duck suit. (laughs) But, you know, the man's a performer. He's an artist. He has a million-dollar piano, Mark. Wow. Do you have a million-dollar piano? Not wanting. 
You, not even one. Oh, not, not even, even one. one. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't. I don't got one. Five. <laughs> I have five two hundred thousand dollar pianos. Well, I mean, and I, I, I when I stack them on top of each other, I, I go now it's a million. I guess dollars. that counts. Uh, but night. All right, so nineteen ninety seven. So we've 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 got ninety seven. A lot of good 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 times. I think people will look back on nineteen ninety seven it fondly. Am mm-hmm. I wrong? Especially now. Considering that Diana we was dead, entered the hellscape of 2018. Yes, we didn't know how good we had it. In, in 1997, we just cared about dumb horse shit. Pogs, lots of pogs. Adam Sandler was still funny, riding high, big, big time. Just all the dumb bullshit. 97. Yeah, we, Lost in Space toppled Titanic, Titanic at the box office. It out of the, the, the number one spot after Rightfully like fully so after right? like sixty weeks. Did you see it again for the first time in stunning three D? I did. Okay, good. So 1997. So the movie that we're going to be talking about today, Mark. Yes. Aired January 28th, 1997. Yes. So early, right around the time that Clinton got sworn in again for a second time in stunning three D. <laughs> we all saw it. <laughs> the movie that we are talking about is called Murder in a College Town. Otherwise, or, or, or you might be thinking to yourself, I don't recognize that movie. You might know it as, what happened to Bobby Earl? The address is CBS. Welcome home. So, Mark, uh, you picked this film. I did pick this film. Why did you pick this film? I looked for, on YouTube, Lifetime Movies that were available to watch and i saw that murder in a college town was an option and i thought this sounds like a classic lifetime name for a tv movie 1997 i don't think of as the heyday of tv movies i think of the late 80s early 90s as the heyday for tv movies Mm -hmm. but 90s was when you started to get some real weird shit so I was hoping so when this thing hits 1990, you're going <laughs> to see some serious, serious shit. shit. Yeah. I was hoping that this would be a little crazier, a little sillier. Uh huh. It was pretty silly. It was silly, but it wasn't crazy. It well, and there were some there's some crazy parts. there's some weird parts. Some, yeah. There's some weird dumb parts. So Mark, this movie aired uh, January 28th, 1997. Now you say it was a Lifetime film. It did. It has re-aired on Lifetime. Of course, yes. But, but when, it, when it was first uh, introduced to the 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 audience is viewing mass when it was es- escaped the lab it was called what happened to bobby earl airing on cbs during their tuesday night movie lineup which is something that's crazy to me i know that's it's crazy to think oh 97 you're like oh that was a little ago it's like that's 21 years ago yeah so uh but to think that like they had cleared the schedule for tuesdays and they're like, we're just going to put a fucking movie a Terrible, terrible here's, TV movie. Here's a dumb movie. Right. Come watch. Do we have the numbers Stay on this? Stay tuned for Letterman. What's that? Do we have the numbers on this movie? Uh, they were probably bad, I guess. Would would it be safe to assume that they were better than most of what we work on right now? Oh, absolutely. Just because people don't watch TV as much as they used to? Apples and oranges comparing ratings from 21 years ago to now. Yeah. I mean, if... It was probably like 15 million people watched this thing. Probably. I, I mean, the the it, we've fractured so much in terms of the audience. 
if you're even year to year at this point, it's everything has just gotten so spread out. In like 15 years, something will get to 600,000 viewers, and they'll be like, "Oh, it's a oh, smash!" I mean, we're doing young Sheldon numbers over here. The young, <laughs> younger Sheldon. It's younger Sheldon is <laughs> yeah. what the premiere was. Big premiere of younger Sheldon doing 600,000 viewers. They've already renewed it for two seasons out of the box. Right. But it was called "What Happened to Bobby Earl," airing on the Tuesday night block. And uh, watching the commercials around that time, CBS gearing up for their big sweeps month. Because February is sweeps at the Obviously. time. And they don't do this anymore where they like promote the whole month of, it's February on CBS and here's the, all the shit. We got Sybil. Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown's here. They had a primetime Letterman special. Something called Orleans. Never heard of that. Uh, I forget who is it's. Oh, it's uh, uh, J.R. Ewing. That's what's what's his name? J.R. J. Yes, yeah, J.R. He's dead, isn't he? Yeah, but what's the actor's name? Oh, I have no idea. The, the man, the man's name. You know, Should, the, the man's name. The, the guy man, on the first. Man, the man's name. <laughs> who? They have, all these actors have weird names now. Right, right. <laughs> Sometimes his wife picks it up. <laughs> uh, yes, J.R. Ewing. I don't remember his name. Everyone's screaming at their. Their televisions yeah, right all, now, where they're watching our where podcast. Where they're watching our podcast. Hi. We can see into your house. Uh, he was like a detective in New Orleans, I believe. Okay. They were then, then the following week, after this movie aired, the next Tuesday was something with Charles Bronson, where he's like killing everyone. Hey. <laughs> but I blow you up. Uh, well, I, I don't... I don't <laughs> Too a, late. That's the first line of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> But we're talking about what happened to Bobby Earl. Now, what draws you to Lifetime movies, Mark? Generally, they have a low production value. Mm-hmm. Generally, they're earnest. Mm-hmm. Generally, they, they're not winking at the camera. And I like that. Something about a combination of we didn't have a lot of money or time or ability, but God damn it, we gave it our we're all. Gi- we're putting on a show yeah, over here. Yeah, we're doing here, what we right? can. We're putting on a show. To put a little bit of context on this uh, particular movie, obviously as a as a lifetime movie, uh, things are probably not going to turn out well for one of the protagonists. Right. And even though it's a CBS movie that is now re-airing on Lifetime, uh, this movie is based on uh, the story of uh, ripped from the headlines. Ripped this one from the headlines of of Butch Pratt. Mm-hmm. Butch Pratt is our analog to Bobby Earl. Basically, it's the same story, except the names have been changed, but it's based on a true story. So why don't we dig in and find out what the what? hell, what the hell happened to Bobby Earl? To Bobby Pratt. Bo- Bobby B- Butch, sh- shoots, Butch Earl. Shoot, shoot score. Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. All right. So, Mark, we open up this movie. We the one the movie that we watched did have the reflected the new title of yes, it. murder in a college murder town. in a college town. We we open up there are police cars screaming towards something. We don't know what it is. Right. They don't have their sirens on. They only got the lights going. Well, it's, they don't want to wake anyone up. Is, is that it? It's They're early. Like, like, oh, yeah, it's seven thirty. So We're gonna we, get complaints if we wake people, people up with are the sirens. So crabby with right. it. So it's just they're just whipping through the town, quiet as a mouse. They get out. They, they uh, get to a field. Get to a field. A woman uh, who is uh, wearing stiletto heels, basically. And a mink stole. Steps out of a car. Or a whole mink coat. It's a yeah, whole coat. Yeah, she's, she's, got, she's got like a head wrap and yeah. sunglasses. She points over to the field. And she says, over there. Right. 
Real dime piece. Uh, uh, police officers run over with shovels. They start digging. Within seconds, they're, they're like, like, hey, we got a body. Found it. Found it. It's over here. Also, she... Well, or, well, the thing is that maybe she was just looking for the gas line. Hmm? My thing is... You got to call. 311. You, you got to call. You have to before call. Before you dig. You have to call before you dig. And maybe this is what the process is. <laughs> She's like, I want to put a bird feeder right, right over there. Right over there. And they're like, all right. They started digging down. They're like, ah, no, nope, we got the, a body. Got the, got the cable line down here. Okay. What about over there? Now, another one. Uh, no. What Also... She doesn't say right there under that big rock. She just says, she says over, over there. there. They immediately figure out exactly where it is. Stop. Dig. Body. They're like, dig, dig, dig. This, yep. This, all of a body. This weird body-shaped patch of grass over here might be a clue. Yeah, it's like it's like an outline of a man's body, and that's just this mound of dirt. So uh, that's our open. We get we get dropped right in. You yeah. know, it's a good storytelling element. You get dropped right into right. the story. Let the audience. How did start we to get figure, here? How did we get here? Well, we find out four years earlier. Says the title card, and we're introduced to the titular character of Bobby Earl. He's mm-hmm. getting ready to go to college. Our college-bound boy, Bobby Earl. Yep. College boy, Bobby Earl. Fresh-faced, young. Friendly, optimistic. He's playing baseball with the kids and uh, very close to each other in a cul-de-sac. They're in a cul-de-sac. There's like ten-year-old kids that he is coaching. There's like fifteen of them. They are within five feet of each other in a very tight, small circle. Right. And he's out there swinging a bat as hard as he can. (laughs) I'm like, a line drive is gonna kill one of these kids. Maybe that's what happened to Bobby Earl. Is he took some kid's head off? Right. But uh, mom calls mom calls Bobby in. You know, here comes our fresh faced Bobby Earl. Now, mom is not mom is not Patricia Richardson from Home, Home Improvement. Improvement. No, but she is wearing her wardrobe. Yes, uh, that's what they had on set. They're yeah. like, we can't afford this anything is, new. This is on loan from Patricia. They Richardson. Uh, they have they're on hiatus. Right. This is what we got. Bobby, you're gonna be dressed like Al. <laughs> He's got to do the salute. Yeah. He's got to do the whole thing. It's it's part of the process. So uh, mom calls him in, and uh, this is something that uh, is uh, a good improv tip. Today's the day. Right. So today is the day that Bobby Earl is going to college. And I feel like that's also a good screenwriting tip, that it's like, why is today important? Right. And how can we get our characters to say it a thousand times? Today is the motherfucking day. Bobby, today... You helped kill two children in a stickball accident. Just, it wasn't an accident. He, no, he, was, put the, he, he knew. Put, he put the stick on the ball, yeah, right? Closer. Yeah, Come, you're, coming you're gonna, closer. You're going to want to play in. Yeah. Uh, they, they dinner, Keep your glove low. The family is incredibly excited. Doesn't seem like anyone in their family has gone to college. I don't know how Bobby fucking fell into college because he doesn't seem that bright either. But no, Bobby's a real dummy. No, he's yeah, he's a he's he a seems, simpleton. He seems to be on a football scholarship because his dad is like, you know, Bobby, when you go to, hey, Bobby, <laughs> that's like Jefferson Hank and Hank Hill. <laughs> yeah. Well, like... you know, Bobby, <laughs> when you're selling propane and I don't know propane products. <laughs> um. Someday we'll have Jefferson Some, on this show so, so that people no, can know what the hell we're dream. talking no, about. He's an angel. We can't have him anywhere near it. Uh, so this dad is like, 
you know, when you go to college, you know, you'll, you're going to see some big city ideals. Oh, you're going to see some shit. <laughs> and Bobby's like, well, maybe I'll come back afterwards. But first, I got to fix up that football team. So, like, Bobby's, like, optimistic yes. that he's going to be all-star football player, get mm-hmm. great grades, uh, not get caught up in any illicit, illicit no, yeah, no. Uh, thieving <laughs> it, it, or arson. No, nobody's going to come to him and say, let's do crimes. And, <laughs> and he's, he's certainly, certainly not, not going to say, say yes. Okay, you're my only friend in this university. <laughs> well, the family's excited. The, the The setting for this is it's in a Rust Belt part of... Uh, somewhere. Somewhere in Pennsylvania. That the mom's excited because her, her boy's going to college. He has a brother who has not gone to college, seems to be working at the factory. His, his father... He's he's a meter reader, they say. So he oh. works for like... Oh, the gas company. Yeah. All right. So, and then his father works at some kind of factory as well. Some sort of mill. Yeah. And uh, the, the mother and father are divorced. Those are the two things that we kind of glean from right. this. And he smokes. We see him yeah. at the dinner table. We see smoking. him at the dinner table smoking, and he, the shot is drag. Look over to the kitchen. Put the cigarette under the table. Yeah, and then like exhale out the side of his mouth, as though she wouldn't smell. She, she wouldn't smell it, like a cigarette four in, inches from her, or see in, the smoke in, coming yeah, from in his con- mouth in a very confined dining room. Right, you're sitting across the table from someone. Did she just assume that she's burning the roast? So she's I don't. Like, yeah. Oh man! Oh, I gotta turn the oven. I got. I gotta turn down that tobacco roast that I'm cooking. Uh, so I don't know which one of them is dumb or thinks the other is dumb. Does well? <laughs> do they it, both think? Maybe the earls are just like. I think they and, are dumb. I think they are. <laughs> that's the overall yeah. thread. So finally, all right. So Bobby. That's what it says in the show Bible. Earl like, family below average dumb, intelligence, dense, <laughs> thick. Uh, so Bobby's finally, he's off Comfortably to seated at 85 <laughs> IQs. Uh, Bobby drives off to college, which comes up to my favorite part already in this movie. Yeah. Which, it might be my favorite part overall. Probably. We get an incredible sound alike as he's driving in his, uh, open top, uh, c- uh convertible, mm-hmm. uh, into college, you know, we're getting like B-roll of all, oh my God, look at all the college. Stone structures. You know, exactly. It's like. <laughs> We're seeing the clock tower, and we're seeing the classes, and the students are going, and he's yeah, so it sh- excited. It should be kids playing hacky sack and sleeping out on the lawn or, like, arguing about books, but it's just stone structures. You know, you don't get that in Rust Belt wherever. Oh, right? they got a... They got a- Look they at got the, a clock. Look at this. It's a, uh, look at how big that clock is. That's that's really impressive. Oh, my gosh. Is, is that the... Harrison Hall. Oh man, I'm gonna eat there. Oh man, every day, <laughs> and I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna gain twenty pounds, and I'm gonna despise myself. Uh, but while this is all happening, we're hearing it. What is what sounds like a word for word recreation to get as legally close to Tom Petty's "Running Down a Dream" yeah. but without, having, without to pay. having to pay for it. Basically, they used the thesaurus. To replace every yeah. single word in it. Chasing up a fantasy. That's right. He has a degree. He has choices. There's no telling how far he'll go. You just wait and see what Bobby can do. The sun is going under. I'm driving like 
We uh, we are now in college with old Bobby Earl. Yeah, Bobby uh, Bobby comes in and he's uh, you know he's 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 impressionable. He's young. He's dumb. He's you know he's he's a naive. He's a young boy. Everybody, so he's, if it, he's you know he's, I was upset. A special. He's a very sensitive boy. All right. <laughs> There's a scene that's coming up. I think it might be the next scene where Bobby is at where there's frat brothers looking at Bobby. And they're like, he's going to be an All-American? Great GPA? I think he's the right fix to pledge for us. And the fact that none of them said, dumb as a doornail. He's a fucking He's a fucking idiot. idiot. I, think, I think we can make him, like, eat a whole goat in front of us. <laughs> Goats love tin cans. You want to be like a goat, right? <laughs> Why don't you eat a tin can? Uh, all, right, all, right, all, right. all right. Like, I think that's the reason they wanted him in, his, in the frat is because he's an idiot. And they can make him do whatever the fuck they want. Yes. So he goes to a frat party, and the frat, frat brothers are already circling around him, uh, kind of thinking, oh, we want this guy to pledge, because he's good at football, and he seems impressionable. So dumb. Uh, so uh, Tom, right? That's the character's name? Uh, yeah. Tom. I, I just called him I called American him, Psycho. I called him Young Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Young Patrick Bateman comes out of the woodwork, and this is our, our main antagonist here. Uh, he well he he's they call him to the mound when he's at the frat party like guys go up to him and they're like let's let's bring the heat yeah. and then Tom's like all right watch he's like watch, watch how it's done watch this <laughs> you look like a young simpleton <laughs> you look pretty dumb your friends call you <laughs> slow right uh, yes sir yeah I think you're right for us so uh, yes uh, numbskull you ever you, you ever you called a numbskull big dum dum yeah big stupid head. Idiot, dummy, idiot, loser. He's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds all familiar. Yeah, that's what they call me. Oh, great. All right, well, sign this paperwork. All right. So Bobby decides to join the frat, and he becomes friends with Tom. Tom seems like a like a slickster, right? Yeah, he's mover he's, and a shaker. He's 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 got the power of his words, but the thing that draws him to Bobby is that he feels that people trust Bobby Earl mm-hmm. because he's a rube. All yes. right, the man, <laughs> the man just fell off the turnip truck. And you know that he doesn't have, he couldn't find the fucking way to drain a boot with instructions on the heel, all right? <laughs> He's an idiot. Is that a phrase? Yeah. You okay. know, couldn't, find, couldn't find his ass with two hands. Right. Uh, he's a lot like, I, and I'm pretty sure it predates this movie by about five years, but I, he's like if Norville from the Hudsucker Proxy was an idiot. Yes. Like everybody sees him like, yeah. You're dumb. You're just what <laughs> we need. He's a fucking idiot. And he's like, yeah, I am dumb. <laughs> like, what do you need me to do? Dodgy, boss. Kill uh, a guy? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, um, yes, Bobby. So, but also, this ahead. is a fundamental issue with this movie. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see this a lot. 
Tom is like, why don't I show you what you can expect at our university, in our frat? So he goes into Bob, Bobby goes into Tom's bedroom in the dorm or in the frat house. And it looks like shit. Yes. There's a dumb painting on the wall of like people 69ing or something. I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's that picture. It's that picture from uh, Royal Tenenbaums where they're on the ATV. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> with the masks. So there's that. There's like shitty, ratty college furniture. Yes, it, it, it's like if you've ever actually been inside like a quote unquote nice fraternity house, that's actually kind of what it looks like to like stupid rubes. Yeah, stupid dumb college students who see wood grains anything and they're yeah, like, like oh. oh my god, these guys are rich. Right. But to me, watching this, I'm like, this looks like shit. Yeah, this, this looks I, like so much shit. It, but Bobby's like, oh, man, how do, how do you get all this great furniture? Which, you know, that's like, what college kids talk about. Like, oh, look at the marbling on this. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Uh, or, well, that would be a steak. But anyways, look, where, at, where did, yeah, where look did at this you, wood finish. Where did you get this furniture? It's like, well, there's a dumpster around the corner. <laughs> yeah. We kind of... We, we, we scared a raccoon out of it, and then now it's ours. <laughs> Feel, so, feel free to pee on that. It so, won't smell any worse. So Bobby is is being allured by some incredibly lame stakes on this. <laughs> yes. Okay, like I need to. Th- this is the thing that cracks me up. Which about I this. don't know if it's intentional. I don't think it's supposed to be. I bet in the script it was like opulence. Know, exactly. Walks in incredible mansion for this thing. Right. And then when it gets to the set design, they're like, "We ain't got no fucking money." She's. She's wearing Patricia. <laughs> she's wearing Richardson's clothes. She's Richardson's clothes. You he think just, we could get like that? What am I supposed to do? So instead, they're like, uh, we couldn't get the full costume for Wilson. It's just a hat. <laughs> so they're like, I-, I don't know. He walks in and the house isn't burning down. So <laughs> Bobby Earl is impressed. Yes. So Bobby's incredibly impressed by incredibly low stakes of a shitty fraternity house. Meanwhile, Tom, Tom has become b- friends with Bobby, right, and feels that Bobby is. Im- Bobby's impressionable, so he can take he can take advantage of Bobby, but also he feels that I think I think they try they have tried to imply this, and I don't think they landed it completely that like Tom wants to use Bobby as like a puppet in the student government. He's yes. like pushing him to run for councilman or something like that yeah, in the it, student government. Yeah, yeah. Uh so so then also we're Which, also, again Low stakes. Very low stakes. But that would have been somewhat interesting if Tom was like, I figured out a way that I can get my hands on the purse strings Is for the student government. Using this idiot. By setting up this idiot. That yeah. would be somewhat interesting. Something. Instead, Not what happened. Instead, it's a, it's a one-off that, to show like, oh, now, I think that, I think the, what the writer probably intended was Tom is, uh, Tom is showing Bobby like how he can help him advance. Yes. By getting him into the student council. That was all Tom's doing. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. And uh, then when it all goes to shit, Tom lets Bobby take the fall. Yes. Again, that would have been interesting. No, but it's it, not it's, what happened. It's not what happened. So now we're we're introduced to Chelsea. So we go to... Uh, the, Again. <laughs> the fellas are working out at a gym. The guys are at a gym. Bobby is on the football team, keep in mind. Yes. I was saying I thought it was supposed to be the Ohio State. Andrew says no. It's no, some it's, bullshit. It's some small. It's a, a very small uh, little college, I believe, is what it's supposed okay. to be. So, for some reason, even though Bobby is a star football player at a university that seems to value football, mm-hmm. he has to work out at a pu- at 
a private gym. Some kind of private gym. Like a 24-hour fitness or a Gold's gym up the street. Somewhere off-site, yes. Uh, but we run into, we meet Chelsea, who's uh, an older old woman compared to Tom and Bobby. She's probably She's in her, her 30s. 30s, maybe early 40s. And uh, Tom says he wants to he wants to get with Chelsea. Yeah. All right. In the biblical sense. All yeah. Right? You know. You know what I'm saying? You remember that passage, Genesis 15? They's a bang. And then he got with. Yeah, he got with. Lilith. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. So, um, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna date that woman. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, yeah, I'm that's gonna, a, that's I'm, a real woman. I'm gonna date her. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna date her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, date, I'm gonna get that I'm woman. And then Chelsea comes over and they flirt with each other in front of Bobby. In front of Bobby, who's which, just dead eyed, slack jawed, has no idea what's happening. Again, because Bobby is so dumb. But uh, have you been in this situation where I flirted with a woman? No, no, where you're, where a friend of yours and a stranger are flirting Mm -hmm. it is the most just makes my skin crawl just (laughs) because anytime i've I've been around when it happens i'm like i'm gonna check out this butterfly i'm I'm gonna lift over here i'm just gonna gonna go and pull up the baseboard and slide into the foundation i'm just gonna put my e-brake off and stand (laughs) behind my car and die because this is so fucking awkward but bobby's just got this big grin like like, (laughs) they like each other they're friends. You seem like you know each other. Yeah, but like no, it's this awkward like she says I need a new manager. And he's like I could manage I you. I could manage you and she's like, "Well, why don't you come by after closing and we'll see what you can do." He's like, oh, "For me. I'd love to be here late at night for you." For you. And Bobby's like Bobby's like, "You got a job." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a job interview. That's how that is. Then we cut to we Bobby is then at an actual job interview, trying to replicate what Tom <laughs> yeah. just did. So, what exactly do you think you have you can offer to uh, us here at AT and T? Well, I can offer you a lot of things late at night after work. Oh, oh, yes. And then he like licks his lips. All right, we'll give you a try. All right, show, show up at seven, I guess. <laughs> Zip. Uh, so, so now it seems like, all right, well, Tom's a scumbag, but he's got a lady and some other stuff's going on. But, uh, Tom then goes to Bobby, which is the weirdest scene. So Bobby, Tom and Bobby are, they're friends. Time is passing quickly. That's the other thing too. We don't really get a sense of time, but I'm going to assume that it's been a year or so at the, he's been in the fraternity. He's hung out with Tom. The two of them have hit it off. Uh, Bobby, Tom, Bobby goes to talk to Tom. Tom's like, so how's how are things going for you? Good, yeah. Are they going good, Bobby? Yeah, pretty good. Like really good. Yeah. How are things going for you? Well, they could be better. How would they be better? Well, you know, you and I are friends, right? We're the best of friends. Really. And today is the day that we talk about how we're the best of friends. But like really good friends. I would do anything for you. I love that enthusiasm because. Now you, being a small town, rube, mm-hmm. simpleton. Yes, dumb. Here's what I would like to do. I'd like to do crimes. Like uh, a lot of them. Crime? But why? Why would why would we do crimes? As a friend, I would prefer if you didn't ask if we would like to if why we'd like to do crimes. You're my friend, right? Yes. You've said that you're my friend. Yes. And friends do things together, right? Yes. So we're going to do crimes together, right? Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> that's basically what it That's basically what it comes But no, you're leaving out an important element. They have this conversation at 
Chelsea's house. Yes, that is correct. Yes. So they're we, at- we find out that Chelsea is married to a doctor that owns a bunch of gyms. And a furniture and store. And a furniture store. <laughs> so, yeah, you can smell the money. That's right. She's a top of the heap. All right. She owns a... <laughs> Has a franchise on a renta center. That's yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. It's a, it's strictly a franchise. Not right. it's not a corporate one. No. no. If you complain to corporate, they're just gonna they're gonna they're say they gonna, they're running theirs, it. It's theirs. We loan the name to them. So uh, and that's and that's also kind of what's disappointing about this movie is like again, Bobby is supposed to be seduced by all the power. So here comes Tom saying we're gonna commit some crimes. It's not a big deal. Right. What they want it. What he wants to do. Is he wants to break into the fraternity house during the summer and steal all the electronics in the house. Yes. And then sell them so that Tom can continue to to live this opulent lifestyle with Chelsea. Right. But when I say opulent, I mean they have a hot tub. Uh-huh. And a like a like a table yes. and a patio. <laughs> right. And a foyer that we see once. Right. And that's it. And like where Tom where Bobby is like, oh wow, so much money. Look at, look at this marble. Yes. <laughs> I got scene, it right that time. The scene that you want to see is Bobby pulls up in his convertible. Right. He gets to the gates. They buzz the gate, and he's, it's Tom going, oh, hold on a second. I'll get it for you. Gates slowly open, revealing, right. like, fucking peacocks on the lawn. Right. And statues. And peacocks it's, fucking. Yes. <laughs> fucking peacocks and fucking peacocks. <laughs> Uh, as he drives up the driveway, oh my God, look at this huge house. I can't believe it. Tom's at the front door. He says, right. ah, come on back. I got something to show you. They walk through the mansion. Oh my God, it's paintings. Guernica's on the right. wall somehow. Uh, it's The you, mayor is in there and he's like, ah, yes, one of Tom's friends. You, well. you think he was dating Carmen Sandiego? Sure. Like she, it's just, She's stolen a lot of yes. things. Like, is, is that the scream? <laughs> That's right. It's here. Yeah. And then they walk to the back. It's this huge pool. She's doing, like, she bobs her head out of the water. She's, like, topless to show, like, oh, my God, look at all the sex. They love each other. Oh, my. But instead, instead. Instead. It's a patio. Yeah. And a hot tub. Right. That are in two separate shots. And that's it. That's all we get. Right. And meanwhile, this Rube, Bobby Earl, is like, <laughs> oh, my God, the water's heated. <laughs> that's the weirdest toilet I ever did see. <laughs> Your drinking fountain in the bathroom's great. <laughs> That's a bidet, Bobby. Oh God. Um, uh, but so he um, and then she, Chelsea, is like, "I'm gonna go into the hot tub." So she takes off her robe and she's wearing a bikini. And then she's like, "Bobby, why don't you join us?" And Bobby's like, "No, uh, thank you. I didn't bring my swim trunks." <laughs> yeah. So then, so. Again, she's trying to seduce him. Yes. She's like, why don't you have a weird three-way with your best friend and me? <laughs> Come and, on, that's what friends do. And Bobby's like, I, we're gonna do I'm going to pass. We're going to do crimes and sex stuff. We're going to do crimes and sex stuff. Like, it doesn't make sense to me because, again, if Bobby is being seduced, then there should be power, there should be money, yes. and there should be sex. And Bobby gets... None of it. None, none of, of it. He's offered none of it. He's his, just like, no. All, all that happens is Tom shows up, bullies him into doing crimes. Right. And he's like, okay. Dumb crimes. Dumb crimes. Some of the dumbest crimes. sits outside a hot tub as, as Tom and, and Chelsea like eventually rub on each yeah, other. Yeah, they rub on each other. So uh, Bobby gets pulled into this. They break into this. Uh, they break into the fraternity, steal all the stuff. For some reason, Tom's got a gun. That's my yeah. favorite part. <laughs> it's like, 
Oh, they're like, oh, oh shit, it's the cops. Yeah, like, no, it's like camp. Don't, it's don't. Yeah, it's campus security. It's campus it's security. The they have a flashlight <laughs> and, Tom's got a big, and a stern word. Big and Tom, yeah, Tom's like, I ain't going in. Like, all they're going to do is give us a ticket, man. Yeah. We don't even have to show up to campus court. Also, it's their own frat, right? I, yes. I, so, I would assume they'd have keys to it if they really wanted to. Well, they break. wanted it to look like a burglary. But well, let's say it's their own frat, right? Yeah. Campus security comes. They're like, what What are you doing here? It's like, well, we actually we live here. We broke the window accidentally. Yeah. But we're we're drunk here. college kids. What do you think we're going to do? Oh, well, get out of here. All right. Okay. Instead, instead, <laughs> Tom's plan is Tom, I'll just Tom, I'll blow Tom, his Tom's, fucking head Tom's off. He's got a laser sight. Yeah. Bobby has to like tackle him. Take the shot. Take the shot, Bobby. So the cops come sniffing around because obviously everything's been stolen. Right. Uh, Tom thinks it's a victimless crime because the insurance is going to pay them Fat back. Cat anyway. insurance companies feel that's, the, just write that's, it off. that's how they you make their money. Write it off. That's how they make their money. Uh, but instead, the cops are like, they don't necessarily buy it, especially since nothing from Tom's room got stolen. Which is dumb. Which is dumb. Uh, well, dumb crimes mean dumb crimes, all right? Yeah. Tom's a dumb idiot. Everyone everyone in this movie, dumb idiot. <laughs> Everybody's Except for dumb. one, there's one, per- well, he's kind of a dumb idiot, too. He's an asshole. He's a dumb slob, but at least he's not an idiot. So the cops aren't wise to this, but the rest of the fraternity is, and they start giving Bobby the cold shoulder during a party that right. happens a little later. Where they're pretty confident that Bobby and Tom ended up stealing all the electronics. Right. And it is at this point, roughly, that we find out that it's senior year, right? Yes. So, so four years have gone by. Tom and Bobby look exactly the same. or wear, still wearing... Basically wearing the same thing that they stole from... Like, yeah. The, Bobby's the, wearing the same clothes that he wore when he drove up to the camp. Right. <laughs> Tom, meanwhile, is wearing the suit that, uh, you know, Mr... Uh, what are the tools? What's the Dunford tools? Binford. Bin- Mr. On, Binford on, is wearing. <laughs> Again, I can't stress enough how they're all wearing home improvements. It's just nothing but tool time JT, props. Yeah, JTT's clothes are in there. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a lot of tied off shirts around right. people's waists. So, uh, yes. So they're giving them the cold shoulder. Zachary Ty Bryan! <sighs> so they're giving, him, they're giving him the cold shoulder. Meanwhile, we're also introduced to another, this girl... Who comes up and kind of flirts with Bobby awkwardly? Awkwardly, Bobby meanwhile is pouring her a drink from a keg, and it's like it's all like foam. it's all foam. It's, it's one- literally all foam. He gives her a glass of foam. <laughs> he's like, "Here's your beer," <laughs> and she's like, "Gee, thanks." She thanks, should have just idiot. immediately turned it and poured yeah. it out of the ground. You gotta tilt the cup, man. And I don't know if the actor didn't know that. Or if he's like, the actor was like, Bobby wouldn't know Bobby's that. Bobby's an idiot. <laughs> we're, we're lucky Bobby didn't just break the tap off and then put his mouth over it. He's like, open your mouth, I'll pour uh, you some. <laughs> Tries to lift the keg up over her head. Yeah, just drops it on her. Uh, so the, the fraternity... Has uh, a meeting. Has a meeting, and they decide... Tom and Bobby gotta go. Graduation's right around the corner, but they're like, we don't want you fucking jokers here anymore. Right. So they kick him out of the fraternity. Tom's like, you guys are gonna regret this. So then Bobby's like, wait, a, so you guys are kicking me out? Where uh, You don't, but, you, you but, don't so, so I'll just live here then, but I won't be in the fraternity? They're like, no, Bobby, you no, gotta go. You're out. You gotta you're go. You're done, man. But, oh, but what about all my stuff? Well, you could take that. Well, can I keep it in my room and then I'll also sleep there? Bobby, you don't have a room here anymore. You're done. You, you got to go. You got to take all your stuff and you got to go. 
oh, okay, I'll do that at the end of the year. After I graduate. After I graduate. <laughs> Just, fine. Fine. Fine, Bobby. Bobby can stay. <laughs> uh, so... But so, but so Chelsea helps Tom and Bobby relocate to another house right. somewhere in town. I don't know how big this town is. This in, town seems like it's a, a stop. It's it's one like stoplight, and that's it. Well, it's a college town. Well, there, so, I hear there's a murder. There's there. a murder there. So uh, now Tom goes back to Bobby, and he's like, "You know, how we did crimes before. You know how fun that was, and you know how that." Didn't seem to blow up in our faces at all. Well, I got great news. We're, we're going to do it again. We're going to do some more crimes. All right. But this time, different element. We're going to include arson. <laughs> Chelsea wants Tom to burn down the warehouse of the furniture store that her husband owns. Right. So she can collect the insurance money and try and distance herself from the husband, I assume. Well, the bigger before this, there's a scene where we meet the doctor for the first time, and he's like, "Show me all the documents. Show me the files." Because we're losing money, and I need to know where the money's going. Implying heavily that Chelsea has been skimming she's off the top, cooking the books, and, and stealing. And she's like, "Well, I'll I'll just I'll just go get those books. They're, they're right, right over now, here. They're right, right here they're, in the they're, warehouse. They're right over here. I'm Let just, me. I, here I go. I'm going. I'm going." No, I can't. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, it seems there's a. They're in a car back here. Oh, I'm being taken to the files. Hold right. on a second. Uh, I'll be back. Uh, yes. So she's trying to cover her tracks here. She's going to use Tom as the pawn in this. Tom is going to use Bobby as the pawn in this. Right. And uh, Bobby is absolutely baffled in every scene. <laughs> He's- that- so dumb. Just glass. He just can't say like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not, burn a building why down, the fuck you would idiot. I burn down a building. He just it like everything is just sailing over his right. head because Tom's like, look, man, you got to do something for me. And Bobby's like, oh, do so what? He's like, I need you to do this for me, huh? <laughs> I need you to help me commit arson. Arson is when you burn down a building. With fire. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, do I? Can I still get my stuff from the fraternity? So do you, you want me to just? If we turn the heater really high, that'll probably like that's do the it. same thing, right? I feel like I'm burning up in here. No, there needs to be fire. Man, that that furnace is set at arson. Oh <laughs> my god. Uh, so he's but so Bobby's like on the fence about it. Then we get to graduation. Bobby's parents return. They're like, congratulations. You somehow managed to fucking fall ass backwards into a college diploma. (laughs) Yes. He falls ass backwards into a college diploma. He's working for Chelsea. Yes. So I don't know what his degree is in... Being an idiot, Being apparently. A fucking idiot. <laughs> did he actually graduate, or did he just get him one of those joke ones? Yeah, <laughs> federal bikini inspector. Like, you're a member. Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea what his degree is in. I don't know what his goal was. I don't know what. I don't know anything. I don't about. know anything about. But it's more. It should be who's Bobby Earl. Yeah. Who? <laughs> who's yes. Bobby Earl, and why do we care? So. At the graduation, yes, he gets a present. He gets a present from Chelsea. From Chelsea and Tom, and he, uh, this is the. I, I'm I'm a little upset that they didn't reveal it better. But basically, he gets a box. He opens the box. They've got him a gun. They got yes. him a fucking gun. <laughs> and his mom loses his shit. Going, mom, why the fuck why the did fuck they did... give you a gun? So the way they shoot it is, they're like, "We got you something." So Bobby takes the box, and it's a it's a shot on Bobby, and he opens up the top, and then they shoot a reverse. 
showing that there's a gun in the box. Right. What I wanted to have happen is you keep that shot of them flat on, and he opens the lid and goes, wow, and he should have <laughs> reached in and just come out with a big fucking pistol. Fires it on accident. <laughs> oh, whoops. Sorry. Because the way it's revealed makes it seem like it's a gag. Because yeah. it's like, they got him a gun. <laughs> so the mom's like, why the hell did you give my son a gun? And Bobby says, well, I do night deliveries and it's dangerous. I need a gun. So I need a gun. <laughs> she's me, like, mom. She's like, why don't Where's you... Where's your gun? Yeah, why don't you get someone else to do it then? Why does my college-educated son have to have a job where he gets a gun as a gift? Furthermore, well, if, no, no. if he needs His... protection... Then he should be given a gun that the company owns. His mom knows. Why does my rube of a son? <laughs> he should not have a gun. There's no, He's gonna blow his fucking zero foot chance off. That I want this person to have a gun in the slightest. I'm 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 upset that it's within arm's reach of him right. currently. We we don't let him in the police station anymore. Also, they they all but gave Bobby like. My little arson kit, like, right? <laughs> they might as well have been like, "Here's a thing to commit crimes with." So his mom's upset, and it also, it, she now feels Tom and Chelsea are definitely a bad influence on Bobby. So she's concerned about that, seeing that they got him a fucking gun. Right. Bobby also is conflicted, knowing seeing that his mom's so upset. So he finally goes back to Tom, and he's like, "Look, man, I can't do any of your I'm, no more crimes. No more right. arson. It was a real blast before. Right. I'm not a college kid anymore. I, I can't know, I gotta, be ripping gotta, people off. I gotta grow up. It's one thing to break into my own fraternity house and steal all them electronics, and then unceremoniously get drummed out of it before graduation. <laughs> I mean, we had a we had laughs over yeah. that, but now arson. I mean, my degree's not even in arson. All right, I'm a political science major. <laughs> Tom's like, oh, God, really? Oh, what are you going to use that on? <laughs> I'm going to teach. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> so he says, I'm out. Also, for some reason, Tom, Tom, has, Tom, an Tom Uzi. has an Uzi. <laughs> Tom's like, Chelsea got me a present, too, and he's got a fucking Uzi. A loaded, loaded Uzi, <laughs> mind you. So Tom's like, I'm le-. No, Bobby's like, I'm leaving. And Tom just starts shooting wildly into, into the, the air. Into the air. And I'm thinking, like, are the neighbors concerned at all? Oh, there- my God. That scene is incredible. Yeah, there's... <laughs> this is- he's screaming at Bobby. He's like, you're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> But then Bobby stops and looks at him and is like, "What? What was that? What, someone shot off fireworks? Uh, oh, okay. Wait, bye. You got you got some M80s. That's fun. <laughs> All right, bye. And then, and I, I imagine there are cops rolling by, being like, "Ah, oh, Tom's at it again. Oh, that old Tom <laughs> and Chelsea. Stamp. Uh, yes. So they uh, they decide to burn this building without Bobby, which you know. Lame. I don't it, think you he, know. It's like when you throw a party and your friend's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be at that party. Oh, I'm gonna be there. I get a rap party. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Wait, no, then, don't you worry, man. I'll be there. I'm in then, the base. I'm I'm by the I'm by the pizza rolls. Don't you see me? Come, I'm, I'm, I'm waving. There. I'm there. I'm Hello. Waving. Hello. Uh, but Bobby's not there to torch the building. Right. Bobby, which means, which seems like Bobby was a liability to begin with. Yes, that's the problem. Like, see, why the, would the you? Very next scene proves that he probably should not have been involved in this plan. <laughs> But also, at the same time, it's probably the first time in the entire movie that we've seen Bobby actually put two and two to fucking gather right. and, and make a, a rational decision. Bobby, meanwhile, is uh, he's eaten up about the thefts that he did at the, at the fraternity house. So he decides to fess up to his mother, his 
mother. Like a like a little baby. Like a little piss baby, bitch yeah. baby. Mommy, make it better. I'm Whatever a happened to bitchy Earl? That's what I say. <laughs> His mom is suitably upset, saying, mm-hmm. I didn't raise my backwoods rube of a son. <laughs> Look, you're dumb, but you're not a criminal. You're not a criminal. I know you're a stupid idiot, <laughs> you stupid idiot. This just proves you're an even stupider yeah. idiot. Uh, so she tells him to go to the police, fess up. It's a crime. He obviously did it, but you're going to make it right. And right. he's like, okay, mom. All right, mom. <laughs> so then... So then he goes to... So then the cops come to him, and they're like, well, you confessed. Only $4,000 worth of stuff was stolen. It was a year ago. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, hey, by the way, Chelsea's building burned the fuck down? You want to know anything about that? that? You dumb idiot. <laughs> And then just like sweating, wide yeah, eyes. He's like, he, "I don't, I know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what fire is." It's, it's, and they're like, "Well, I believe that." <laughs> is that that orange stuff that comes out of? Uh, uh, we bring camping sometimes. No, that that's that's high C. Oh right. <laughs> you you got some high C. No, the building fell down with high C. No, Bob. You know I, what? I'm gonna go. Just that you're. He just tears you're... up the form. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Pretend we didn't have this conversation. Yeah, you're a good kid. Uh, but then we're introduced, though. The next scene, we're introduced to the the biggest character of all, the person that should be the star of the, the movie. The real lead of this, the insurance adjuster, right. That comes in and talks to Chelsea. His name is Jack. Fat, shitty insurance Fat, adjuster. Shitty, gross, awful insurance adjuster. For you, uh, for you that love television out there, he is played by the guy who plays uh, the head of Jaguar in the later seasons of Mad Men, who. Uh, is a big fat asshole <laughs> who forces the the partners to let him have sex with whoever he wants. Oh, great! Yeah. Great. He's a good character. He's but he's... Don, Don Draper is so conflicted. <laughs> but this guy is uh he's 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 just constantly showing up like uh, Columbo. He's like uh, like a fat uh, shitty Columbo. Like, I got one more question for you. Oh yeah. So your building burned down, but uh, something just doesn't add up. Uh, let me see, let me see the files on how much you were making on this. Oh, they were in the building. Oh, well, that's a, that's a real that's shame. It's real convenient, isn't it? I gotta. Well, my Is wife. There an Arby's around here. My wife's calling. She's always asking about files. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. Well, it's it's we're we're playing it out, but I obviously I think the character would have been better if he had just been like covered in mustard stains. Yeah. Like his car is a mess, and he opens the door and just a just bunch wrappers of wrappers yeah. fall out. Obviously, he's just a, he's a mess. A but, whole bucket of chicken spills out. He puts it back into the bucket and just eats it in the next save scene. That for later. But it's uh, it's this guy. You know what they say: breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> That's why I had two of these. That's a whole fried chicken, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, this this character is turns out to be the hero of the story because obviously, you know. Private companies are the real heroes of today's yes. society, okay? They got to protect themselves, but also ferret out when they're being defrauded. Because I would never want to defraud a private company like an insurance company, right. okay? All right, I want to be very clear here. Even though the cops the cops can't help The cops themselves. are utterly incompetent. They're, they're, they're they know who's tied. doing it, but they, they can't prove it. They won't it. do anything. Meanwhile, this hero of an insurance adjuster wants to prove that the arson was caused by Chelsea so they don't have to pay out the funds right so uh he he comes out the guy's shitty he should have been shittier 
If I could have been shittier. If I was writing this, he would have just five o'clock shadow that somehow gets more five o'clock is <laughs> mm-hmm. never becomes a beard. Se- no, it never just becomes, seems just, to get darker, just shitty and grosser. Uh, then, so then now we're leading into the big. Big conclusion. He should have peed at the fire. He should have been talking to Chelsea and then been like, "Oh man, quite a drive." Hold on a second, And then he just starts fat leak. No, I still got more questions for you. Don't go anywhere. So, uh, how? how, Oh oh, boy. Oh yeah. (laughs) How many employees you got? (laughs) Bobby, meanwhile, gets a phone call. From the girl that he poured all that foam to <laughs> a year and a, and a year, half a ago, a year and a half ago at a party one time. Hey, Bobby, I remember you. Uh, who is this? That girl, remember? remember? Yeah, I, I guess. I guess you were how, a hottie. How did you find my home number? <laughs> Don't worry about that. You were a hot tea. I want to go on a big date with you at oh. the college. So come on by, and then Bobby's like. Oh, so you'll pick me up from the bus station? Hot. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that gets people more riled up than having to go pick your date up from the bus station. <laughs> so Bobby, again, is an idiot, and he buys all of this. Yes. And he like, tells his mom. Face value. Doesn't even <laughs> consider for the, the slightest moment that this person that you met 18 months ago might have ulterior motives for calling you up out of the blue to come to this college town which seems hours away from come alone house, come alone and uh go to some party that you have no idea also you don't know who this girl is like, he met her once once and he didn't for even four I, minutes like they didn't even exchange any names or anything no. like that it would be like if you went you went to a like a wedding and you walked up and you got a piece of cake stand and you stood next to someone and been like good cake huh and they're like yeah and then you walked away and then 18 months later this person called you <laughs> out of the blue and they were like hey we should go on a date we both like right. cake remember that time you gave me a cake that was all frosting <laughs> didn't even have a rose on it yeah. it was just just a big just fucking gross. fat heap of frosting yeah well that. let me tell you really got me been thinking about oh, you oh my gosh a lot just running through my mind so Bobby tells his mom he's going to go on a hot date with this girl and that when he gave her when he met her for 2 minutes he felt a spark. And the mom is like The mom also Oh Bobby, you're a good boy. Exactly. Yeah, you know, the mom the mom doesn't consider for a second also that like maybe who something else. What the fuck else, is this? How'd they get your who, number? Who is this? Wait, is this do they know I I Okay, whatever. Does she know you're dumb? <laughs> she, she has to. She must. She talked to you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bobby's brother, who's barely a character in this whole thing, yeah, he comes rolling in, eating a big fucking meatball sandwich, yeah. like he'd taken it from Crafty no, and he, forgot the scene was being shot. He, he's just looking at this, and if he has half a brain, he's like, Bobby's gonna die. He's gonna get murdered. Bobby's gonna he's, get killed. I, I know what happened to Bobby Earl. <laughs> I he, can tell you. He, he got, he got fu- murdered. Fucking murdered for being an idiot. <laughs> So, so they go. Bobby they, takes the bus. Bobby takes the bus. The girls, her, her the girl, and her and her her friend pick her up. Pick Bobby, pick up, Bobby from, up from the bus station. They start driving. Bobby's like, "Where's this party that you guys are talking She's about? Like it's out in an empty field. We have to go to an empty field. There are no streetlights. Yeah. Uh, keep. We, here's this country road with also, no markings. Also, all, you didn't bring a phone or tell people where you were going, right? Like good. I had asked. Good. All three of them are. Riding in the front seat for some reason. They're all crammed into the front seat. They're like, we love Psycho. We want everyone to ride in the front fucking seat. Everybody has to slide out the driver's side door as well. Uh, So she says, I got to 
take a fat piss. I, I got a piss. <laughs> like my like <laughs> the insurance uh, investigator Jack. Right. Just a big. <laughs> hold on a second. I got a big gulp. Uh, right. She tells Bobby that he, she's got to go pee, but Bobby is sitting in the passenger side, so they stop. So Bobby she's gets, like, "Get out, so that I can get out." Yes, Bobby gets out, and then they drive away. Bobby. Then, Classic, laughs. classic gag. Bobby goes, "You guys, you guys, you got me." And then you he just, and then he just stands there with his big dumb Bobby Earl smile on his <laughs> face. When if it was me, I'd be like, "Oh this no, fuck one." <laughs> yes, I would go. Oh, they're gonna kill me. They're gonna murder me. But best case scenario, I'd this be like, "Fucking broad." I'd this be like, "They, broad. they called me out here just to do this. Like they are." A- Bunch of fucking dickheads. dickheads, and I would have started walking back to town. But Bobby is so dumb that he's like, oh, "I'll just wait here forever." They'll be back, skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, then it cuts to somebody, something running at Bobby. He screams. Bobby turns around. <laughs> Bobby's got this huge smile. This scene might encapsulate everything that I love about bad TV movies: mm-hmm. is terrible acting, low production value, and horrible story. Bobby's got this big dumb grin on his face because he's Bobby Earl, uh-huh. and he's in the middle of an empty field where he's been abandoned by a girl that he bar- that he doesn't know. So he turns around and he's got a smile, and he's, he's like, like huh? and he sees something. And he's like, oh fuck! <laughs> and then his mom wakes up. His mom wakes up with a premonition that something's that Bobby, something yeah. bad has happened to Bobby. Bobby's been gone now for a couple days. Bobby was supposed to go to the police station to because uh, he to fessed turn up to these states. crimes. Right, exactly. So that's what worried Tom in the first place, Tom and Chelsea, because they found out that that Bobby's going to the police station. Yeah, the dumb, earnest idiot that might you, tell you the truth. Included in your crimes like an idiot. No, you want you want Bobby, Johnny Tight Lips. You don't want Bobby Earl. No, if you no, you there's a reason to have Bobby Earl, and that's so that Bobby Earl can take the fall <laughs> for everything you do. He's he's a fall guy. He's a patsy. Yes. He's a dump. Like you don't tell, you him, tell him everything just enough. Exactly. Be here at this time, and then when the building catches on fire he's there he's there and he's like i don't know what happened and meanwhile tom and chelsea are like well we were in miami for the weekend so it obviously wasn't us yeah and but bobby's fingerprints are all over the building curiously enough etc etc no so bobby bobby has a gun that was used that was used in another crime like it's so like god damn it do i have to think about everything to to put this to pin this on bobby earl look we've established that everyone Except for Jack is a fucking idiot. idiot. So his mom, his mom now becomes. Jack takes also Jack the insurance adjuster takes one look at this situation. And and like, he's like, "It's you. It's obviously you. You're fucking. Are you insane? Like your scumbag boyfriend yeah. apparently is in, attached to this. It's pretty obvious. I can see that. Now your bur- the building burns down with all the files involved. I none of this makes any sense. Right. And now." Bobby Earl, who apparently was a, a worker at this warehouse, has now disappeared right. mysteriously. Boy, oh boy. After being invited to come down here by who we find out soon is Tom's new side piece. Yes. Which anybody would know that. Yeah. It, 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 Tom's an idiot. Yeah. Tom's an idiot. Tom's an idiot. Everyone's an idiot. Everybody's who's who's the bigger idiot? Bobby Earl or Tom? Probably Tom yeah. for being friends with Bobby Earl yes. and not properly exploiting him. <laughs> That's the thing. Maybe he felt bad for him. He's like, I can't exploit him I all the ex- way. Yeah, just a little bit. So, so the the movie starts to wind down. Bobby's mother reaches out to try and find out where Bobby is. Bobby is obviously dead at this point. He's been yeah. murdered in a field somewhere. Very dead. 
doesn't uh, get much more dead. It's uh, so she goes we have, on. We have so, a heartfelt scene of time filler. Yes, where Bobby's brother tells his mom, "I know you liked Bobby more than me." Yeah, once the third and act she comes says, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? <laughs> Wouldn't you? And I he's mean, like, "Yeah, I'm a real I piece mean, of shit." I mean, look at you. You just you're fucking garbage. You're yeah. fucking disgusting. I have a normal job, and I haven't committed crimes. And I am competent. Yeah. <laughs> and if a stranger called me and said, "Meet me in a field," I wouldn't go. I would be suspect. <laughs> I understand why you love Bobby more than yeah. me. Yeah. But yes, once the third act rolls around, so now the mother takes it upon herself to try and find where her son is. She goes on television. She works with the insurance uh, adjuster to try and figure out how Chelsea's involved with this because she's convinced that Chelsea and Tom had something to do with this. She doesn't have the proof yet. Right. Chelsea, the insurance adjuster, finally comes to the realization that his company is not going to pay out to Chelsea because it's arson. Right. The building was torched purposely. It voids the insurance claim. They're not going to pay out. He says if you had paid the $5 fee... (laughs) And check this box. It would have covered it arson. But it didn't. But you didn't. It, it didn't. You didn't. And now if you'll excuse me, I got to take a dump. <laughs> you got a coffee can you around got, here. It's an open field anywhere. <laughs> like, we have a bathroom. There's a bathroom right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not one of these fancy city towns. I like to, I like to spread out. <laughs> so uh, this spooks Chelsea, who also finds out that Tom is, is not with her anymore. Right. And that he's got this side piece who is the person that convinced Bobby to come out to the field. So Chelsea then decides to flip on Tom, not before uh, burning down her own house. So she burns down her own house, but she makes it obvious that it's arson this time. And when Jake comes to her, she's like, oh, my God, it's Tom. It was Tom all along. He's trying trying to to scare me. me. He's trying to. He's intimidating me. Burned down my house, and I'm pretty sure he burned down the warehouse as well. Right, and he you prob- should look at Tom. Yeah, and I think he killed Bobby Earl. Probably killed Bobby Earl. And so that's where we come back to our original scene, where we find out now that's who it was. It's Chelsea and the insurance adjuster going to this field. The insurance adjuster, mind not you, not the cops. Not the cops are there, but the insurance adjuster has to go with her private to find business. this corpse. Private, private business. The real heroes yes. of this story, all right? They're the ones who ferret out where the real crimes are, trying to defraud private businesses. <laughs> so they find Bobby's corpse. Uh, Tom, we see Tom getting effectively. We probably got the death penalty. I'm gonna guess, right? They pro- they. I would assume that uh, the judge was one of those real like biblical types, where it's like this: the crime needs the, the yeah the, the punishment, punishment should fit, meet, crime. fit the crime. So we're gonna put you in a burning building and let you die. <laughs> <laughs> because it's because we find out that Tom's the one that attacks Bobby Earl. Right. There and, was a rest. They fought. They fought. Bobby, Bobby accidentally died. He, he like hit his, his head, head on a rock. And then it, Tom didn't help things by constantly pushing his head into that. Yeah, rock. by ba- by getting a bigger rock and dropping that on Bobby's head. Yeah, it's like Lord of the Flies. It was an accident. It was an accident. Was an he accident. broke his glasses, and then it was an accident. Right. So Tom goes to jail. Uh, Chelsea goes to jail. The mother apparently has closure now. Then we get we get this the weird fucking scene and scenes to end this. Yes, it's revealed earlier that. Bobby has had an issue with his leg when he was growing up. Right. And he was used to wear a brace on his leg. And his mother mentions that uh, Bobby used to walk around with two, two baseball, baseball bats, bats to as canes. keep his balance. 
And so the final shot is, is is his mother has finally come to this. It's we finally have closure. Tom's in jail. Chelsea's in jail. There's justice for my son. And we see a shot of Bobby with his big fucking dopey cow-eyed idiot face in heaven, apparently, right. with a baseball bat. Mind you, he played football mm-hmm. in fucking college. Yes. But he's out there taking cuts with a baseball bat, right. presumably in heaven. Then we fade to a scene when the boys were Bobby younger. looks at a, a ca- camera and smiles. Yes. He's like, that's right. I'm, I'm in heaven. I'm in... <laughs> Duh. <laughs> they t- I Duh. think. What's kickball? <laughs> <laughs> no one fucking likes it, Bobby. So, and then it fades to a scene when it, the when the when brothers are younger. Even though the bro- this like they try and tie it to the brother who was in like three scenes. Yeah, I don't give a shit about this guy. And the younger brother is like, "I'll help you out, Bobby." And the kids got two fucking baseball bats, and they're like, "Well, let's, let's hopefully we won't commit crimes yeah. ever." <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. And that's the end of the. That's what happened to Bobby Earl. So Mark, yes. My question here is, what what did you think of what did you think of a murder in a college town? Andrew, watching this movie, I could not help but think, and this is one of the things that I like about watching older movies mm-hmm. from like as just a snapshot in time, is that this movie is during the Clinton presidency, mm-hmm. during the second term, right? So production on this obviously started at the end of the fr- at the end of his first term, right? Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? He gets sworn in on the twentieth, and it airs on the twenty eighth. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> they the turnaround on these things was like sixteen weeks. Uh, I bet. Well, probably. Yeah. So, so shot at the end of nineteen ninety six. Right. More than so the, what I liked about this is this movie is, and you touched on this very very right leaning Mm -hmm. because it's about bobby is a small town values kid who has the opportunity to work at his dad's mill and be a blue collar gotta be a blue collar uh man and instead he goes to college where he immediately gets seduced by big city living like having two couches that's right two couches that and one of them isn't in the garage right and his highfalutin education and he gets in football, I think. He has a degree in football, right? Did you see the hot tub, Mark? There was a hot the tub. The opulence. The opulence. Right. They were Because Bobby's like, well, how, you got a hot tub, but it's it's not above ground. And they were like, that's how we do it here, Bobby. And he's like, like oh, oh, my boy. God. But like, he still pretends that it's an above ground pool, and he tries to climb. God, God will strike down yeah, these, these people. These heathens. These vain heathens. He tries to climb over the top, but he just kind of, it's just <laughs> air. He just falls into it. Uh, gets seduced by the idea that an education is good, mm. which I think this movie is strongly against. And then it is the private businessman That's who right. ends up saving That's the right. day. The cops are completely impotent. Capitalism. Can't, can't trust the government to help no, you out. No, no, no. Small business. Private business. Private business is who's right, looking out for you. Let them do their work and... Things will turn out okay. All right. That's for us. We've been saying that Not for, for years. 
you know, hands off. We don't need big government coming in here and telling us how to investigate arson, okay? Right. We got the person who did it. Leave it to Jake, the shitty, fat, ugly son of a bitch. That guy coming in with his big old fucking LaSalle, just... <laughs> just Buick LaSaber? Yeah, just... just rambling away, muffler hanging a good quarter, like, just, just a good quarter mile behind yeah. his actual car. <laughs> dragging that along. He's causing fires as it goes because of the sparks. All right. Yeah, that's th- that's the man I want in charge, right? right? Not, some, not some college, ev- not some Ivy League educated person who's never lived a day and never committed an arson in his <laughs> life. Yes, that's right. More than likely, the insurance adjuster has probably also committed some arsons in his life, and he so he knows when yeah. he sees arson. <laughs> I know what an arson looks uh, like, this is, honey. Cl- <laughs> this is a classic arson. This is a classic Santa Fe strategy. Yeah. I got it. What are, what are I you? was running this when I was 15. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a weird it's a weird tone, and and the reviews around this time were kind of painting this more as like, well, if you like um, shit, if you like Melrose Place and like soap opera type stories, this movie's for you. Yeah, so I think that's the angle that they kind of put it on. But, but Melrose Place was more sexy. That's like the thing. that's the thing is the, if the kid is being seduced to power and opulence and sex, then. Someone who is not his best friend's girl needs to try to have sex with him. There was more seduction in Cocaine One Man Seduction. seduction. Yes. <laughs> Starring uh, oh, McLeod. That's right. Dennis Weaver. There was a new car every six months. Every six months. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bobby Earl is wait, driving e- the same shitty. I don't even know what six months is in this movie. It's like a frame. Yes. And it really builds up the idea that Bobby is dumb and that that's good that is the same thing as being innocent is but just it's like being an idiot but yeah. no he's he's, he's an just, idiot he's just he's dumb just he's dumb. just straight up dumb yeah it's uh it, even though this is and supposedly this is based on a true story so that there are there sure, are parallels I, feel, I, I can't speak to the actual crime i can only speak to the movie to the movie for sure so maybe the writer was hamstrung in a, a certain sense knowing like well i can't change it too much because the, the, already exi- the, the crime occurred in the mid-80s. And right. Also, we don't know what kind of, like, again, budgetary issues there were. Maybe it was written. Maybe there were scenes where Bobby is, like, getting pulled over by the cops for a speeding ticket. And Tom's like, my dad's a judge. Let's take care of this. And then Bobby's like, oh, I got I got to hitch my wagon to this guy. Instead, it's just, oh, you have... You have natty ice in a bottle instead of a can. <laughs> oh, you must be oh, a real mover ooh, and shaker. Uh, Takate. Oh, my. Yeah, it's... It, I don't... I just... Because they, they obviously wanted to go down that road because at a certain point when they're in the hot tub, like, uh, what's her name? Chelsea. Chelsea gets into the hot tub and then she takes off her top and yeah. her bottom. So she's naked in the hot tub. And then it's presumed that also Tom gets naked as well and gets into the hot tub. Oh, yeah. We cut away. But the cuts are so quick that you're like, I don't know what we're supposed to... Because we cut the fucking Tom. He's big, fat, dumb, ugly... No, Tom... Simpleton I do remember this. ...when all this is happening. Tom is about to take off his pants. Yeah. And it's the classic, he's about to drop his pants in front of his best friend. And then we cut to a close-up of Bobby, (laughs) who's like, wow, they're naked. (laughs) And it's like... Again, if you think it's awkward being around your friends when they're flirting, imagine just, being they, around someone when they're about to bone down and you're just, like, 
I'm gonna bare I'm ass gonna kill myself. Bare ass naked as he gets into the hot tub. He's like, stick around, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, like there should be another woman trying to seduce Bobby. It shouldn't be his friend being like, hey, Bobby. Watch me and Chelsea have sex. It's like, no thanks. I'm gonna go. But Bobby's, <laughs> but Bobby's just like, oh, it'd be rude to leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're giving me a show, obviously. <laughs> They've got me blocked in. in the driveway. <laughs> it's, it's tandem parking. <laughs> Can I just put your car in neutral and push I'll it just... out? No, I don't know how to drive a stick. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad movie, but uh, it's it's uh, something that happened how would you make this movie better if you if you were given this simple. script and you were given simple this, okay. it's what all we've right. been talking about right. how would you make it better bobby again bobby goes first i need to know what bobby is going to college for so if bobby is going to college because he wants to come back he wants to get a business degree so that he can come back and save the mill mm-hmm. let's you know we'll say we'll say it's that he wants to come back to his small town and make life better for everybody he knows he Falls in with Tom, who seduces him into being like, you need to join. No, no, Bobby. If you want to be a mover and a shaker, you got to forget your hometown. You got to figure out a way to exploit your town's weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Be evil with me. Bobby and Tom are having crazy parties that wouldn't stop them from becoming members of the Supreme Court. Tom, fuck call. Cut that. Please cut that. Mark that. Cut that. Mark that and cut it. Um, so then they're having crazy parties. Bob, Bobby loses his way. Maybe he loses his football scholarship because of he's committing crimes, but Bobby doesn't care. Right. And then Bobby gets more and more involved with Tom and eventually Tom kills Bobby. That's how I would make it better. Again, heighten up the opulence, heighten up the sex, heighten up the power. But if we want to keep Bobby Earl dumb, then just have it be about how Bobby doesn't have any other friends. Tom is his only friend that he believes in, but Tom has been pulling the strings to destroy Bobby's life and make Bo- and make Tom's life better. Yeah. In which case, at some point, Bobby realizes Tom betrayed me, has been playing me this whole time. There's recordings where he calls me a big dumb dummy numbskull. See, what? yeah, what should have happened is Tom... And then Bobby confronts Tom then, and then Tom kills Bobby. Tom, like, yeah, he pulls the strings to where, like, when they're getting ejected from the fraternity... They take a secret vote, and Tom and Tom's like, "Come on, Bobby, we're leaving." And then uh, Tom fails to reveal to Bobby that Tom gets evicted from right. it. But Bobby actually, they wanted him to stay, knowing what a if, shitty influence Tom was. Right, and that they could they could still trick him into do dumb shit. Yeah, like. <laughs> he's gonna eat that can. <laughs> they got a whole thing of cans that need we, to be eaten. We, got, we told him that for the for the first week of. Pledge for uh, for the first week of school. Everybody goes to class naked, and I think he's gonna do <laughs> he's it. Gonna do it. <laughs> so how come no one else is going naked? No, no, it's just you. It's just you. It's it's, it's a big honor. It's it's huge. The president of the college said it himself. That's right, Jonathan President. I I got it on the letterhead, Bobby. <laughs> oh, if it's coming from the president, <laughs> you have to go to class naked for a full semester, and then you got to eat this can. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> oh. Oh, keep going, Bobby. It gets better. Cutting my gums. No, it, it's easier. It's easier. The Dude, more you, you eat get it. The stuff out of the can. No, eat it all. There's just a bunch of cream corn in here. <laughs> Dinty more. <laughs> Terrible shitty stew. 
Uh, well, that's what happened to Bobby Earl. Now Mark. we know. Now, now it can be told. And you know the, the rest, rest of, of the, the story. story. Good. So, Mark, for next time... We've got something very on special. On TV Movie Night, we have something very, very special. It's Project ALF. Do we have a clip? Let's, let's, you got a clip? Roll the clip. We're going to roll the clip. You got the, you have, you got the clip? You're going to roll it. Let's, let's roll the clip. And now. Night on the ABC Saturday movie, the government couldn't kill him. I'm going to show you some pictures. Are they of you? No. Good. The network couldn't cancel him. Tell me what frightens you. Besides the Fox network? Now, Alf is back. How do you feel about dating outside of your species? In the all-new Great A film, the government doesn't want you to see. You're jerking my chain. Martin Sheen, Ray Walston, and Miguel Ferrer in Project Alf. Any chance of getting a cappuccino? Oh boy, that looks good. That looks great. That looks that looks much better. That's right, Project Alf as we roll into October and scare the hell out of ourselves. Yeah, scary movies with Oh my god, aliens. aliens Martin Sheen. Uh, he's there. A cat? Melmac? He's going to eat that cat. Reagan references even though it was in the late 90s when this sure. was produced. Alf, Project Alf, which is coming back, by the way. They were, there was a news story a couple they're months ago Alf that back they're again. rebooting Alf. They're bringing him back again. For the first time. <laughs> in stunning 3D. They've actually brought him back several times. I'll, 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 I'll unload as many Alf facts yeah, as I can next week. I'm sure. <laughs> Get ready. But uh, he had a talk show at one point on, uh, uh, on TV, TV Land. Land. Yeah. Bunch of other things. Alf is back, and he's in TV movie form. So look forward to that. Project Alf. As always, subscribe to us, leave a review on iTunes, and uh, you know, say hello if you see us on the street. Don't don't talk to me. Honk your horn if you see Mark. No, I don't want to talk to you. Just give 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 him your address. Tell him your address. Just go ahead and it's fine. It's fine. All right. Here's my phone. Here's my number. Okay. Good. All right. Well, stay tuned for that project, Alf. Uh, Again, thanks everybody. We will see you next time here on TV. Move, you're, we're doing the, we're doing the song, man. TV, TV movie, movie night. night. You're, 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 you were, this is why you come to rehearsal. You're, you're right. a pitchy dog. <laughs>